4: 877 381 877 381 the propaganda, the narrative, the cover-up started in earnest today, but I could smell it yesterday, couldn't I? I could smell it yesterday. This is the greatest airlift in American history, it just shows how, how fantastic this administration is. We've never seen anything like this before. 80,000 people have been removed so far, they tell us. They have reconfigured their numbers of American citizens. It was anywhere from 11 to 15,000. Now it's 6,000 with 4,500 removed. Amazing how these numbers adjust, how flexible they are. I don't care if we get 50 million people out of Afghanistan... If one American is there, and our government doesn't get that one American out, and there's some terrible things going on here. The Secretary of State said today, essentially, our effort to get Americans and allies out of Afghanistan doesn't end on August 31. I will do everything diplomatically and economically to get them out of there. Well, we have a slight military presence, and you haven't done everything to get them out of there. So this is more of the new propaganda. Just because they're there doesn't mean we've left them behind, you know. Just because we surrendered, look at this fantastic airlift we have going on here. And by the way, the American military will do whatever it has to do, and it'll do it better than anybody else. This has nothing to do with the American military, except at the highest ranks. And everything to do with Joe Biden and the buffoons that surround him. Remember this from yesterday, and I'm doing this for a reason. Cut one from yesterday. Go. Okay. So stop. This is one of the guys who's now going to try and push the propaganda and the narrative. So this is, this is it, the, the most successful airlift in the history of people, as opposed to something else, I guess. Which is why they keep throwing the numbers out there without the denominator. Now what it is, is the most massive... Hostage situation, the world has ever seen, because people who want to leave can't leave, whether they're American citizens, whether they're allies of ours, whether they're just anybody. Go ahead.
3: Operation that only the, the U.S. military
5: could perform.
4: Yeah, only the U.S. military could perform this, but only politicians like Biden at all could screw it up. He seemed quite happy. He seemed almost uh, jocular. Did he not, Mr. Producer? He doesn't see what's a big deal. Started off bad, well, we're getting our footing now. Just in time to get out. It's, it's all right. It's disgusting. He's disgusting. This is an insurrection that's taking place in Afghanistan. Just for the uh, media in this country to know what an insurrection looks like, it looks like this armed, people getting maimed and killed and brutalized. That's an insurrection. But apparently it's quite tolerable to, uh, to Joe Biden and Eugene Robinson and their ilk. No pushback from the morning schmo, of course. Thinks everything's going swimmingly. It's not a big deal. Then there was this, cut two. The greatest airlift in history, ladies and gentlemen. It's the greatest surrender in American history. It's the greatest surrender in American history. And they're trying to spin it. If you don't despise these people as much as I do, I, I don't get it. Or it's going to be one of the greatest, greatest airlifts in America. And the Democrats are saying the same thing as Eugene Robinson. You know, the, the, uh, the corrupt Praetorian Guard media. We don't want the greatest airlift in American history because that's the result of the greatest surrender in American history. But look at what they're praising themselves on. Look at how they're praising themselves. Politico, White House, to media, we want our props on Afghanistan. The president and his team have taken it on the chin for the past week. Now I'm in a massive evacuation effort. They want kudos too. They want to be celebrated. They want to be thanked. In the span of a week, writes Natasha Karecki, That is her name. The White House went from struggling to explain a rapidly deteriorating situation in Afghanistan to beating its chest. Beating its chest. People, as I speak, are being slaughtered over there. We don't have cameras in the rural areas that the Taliban control and Al-Qaeda and now ISIS. We get these stories. You see them on the Internet. We get these stories about how people are being slaughtered. Why do you think there's hundreds of thousands of people trying to get out of that country? Top Biden officials and administration allies have begun aggressively touting the success of their evacuation efforts in the war-torn country, offering frequent updates on the number of evacuees. They framed the operation as historic in line with the Berlin Airlift. I said all this yesterday. I could smell it. I could hear it declared that they're overperforming their own metrics and trumpeted the president as, as defying expectations. It's a startling 180 from the defensive crouch Biden and his team occupied just days ago, one that reflects the sense of combativeness and has emerged in the West Wing as they sort through the first major sustained crisis of the administration. Oh yeah, the first one, but forget about the border. And while it sparked accusation, the president's team is trying to divert attention away from a crisis of its own creation. Biden's defenders to stress that, for now at least, he deserves to crow. Philip Raines, this, uh, this putz, is a nobody. He had his head so far up Hillary's uh, us. Uh, it's still there as far as I'm concerned. That's not a shifting message, he says. That's the transition. That's what's happening on the ground. That's a change of circumstances. The administration, starting with Secretary of State Tony Blinken and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan, Raines said, have been working at an incredible tempo to get the situation under control. So now it's not even the military; it's the feckless, buffoonish Secretary of State and National Security Advisor. And with the media, I warned you before. People, the media have turned on Biden. No, there's some clips, and there's a little bit. But the media will turn right back. You watch. I know there have been reports on TV and elsewhere. Look at them. They're turning on button. The media's had enough. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. The media are corrupt. Capital K, Mr. Producer. Corrupt. Markets a C. I know. But for them, we live in America with a K. So they like Ks, not Cs. And of course, Antony Blinken, a buffoon that's going to cost people lives and already has. He thanked himself today. Cut three, go. This is one of the largest
1: airlifts in history. A massive military diplomatic security and humanitarian undertaking. It's a testament both to U.S. leadership and to the strength of our alliances and partnerships. There
4: you go. It's fantastic. We've never seen anything like this before. Look, ignore the hundreds of thousands of people surrounding the airport. Now stepping in their own feces, the sewage has backed up, people are hungry, they're begging to get in. They can't get in. They're being whipped, some shot, some up, brutalized in other ways, by the Taliban. Ignore them. This is a fantastic event. It's, it's unbelievable. And of course, forget about the 75,000 U.S. vehicles, 600,000 weapons, 208 planes that we left behind. Forget about, hey, it's OK. Forget about that country becoming a terrorist haven like we've never seen in human history. Hey, it's okay. Has no ramification. Look at this. We've sent our, our huge freight aircraft and bringing people in by the tens of thousands. Cut four, go.
1: Many of you have asked how many U.S. citizens remain in Afghanistan who want to leave the country. Based on our analysis, starting on August 14, when our evacuation operations began, there was then a population of as many as 6,000 American
4: citizens in Afghanistan. That's not even believable. They went from 15,000 to 6,000? How did that happen? Well, they did what I suggested they do, count the passports. But I said, you may get the majority of the number, you're not going to get them all. You're not going to get them all. Because some people will travel to, say, France, and then travel to another country, and then travel and go into uh, Afghanistan, and there's no real way uh, to track them in the United States uh, system. This was told to me today. And Dan Crenshaw, one of the great uh, members of the House of Representatives, he also explained that there's many ways that this would would somehow avoid the uh, State Department computers. But here's the thing. He says, we're not going to leave anybody behind. Even when we leave, we're not going to leave anybody behind. Here he says it. Cut five. Go.
1: As the president said yesterday, we're on track to complete our mission by August 31st. They're
4: going to complete their mission by August 31st. They're going to complete their mission, their surrender mission, by August 31st. That's their mission. No matter what. But are they really completing it by August thirty first? Listen carefully. Go. You
1: to cooperate, and there are no disruptions to this effort. The president has also asked uh, for contingency plans in case he determines that we must remain in the country
4: <clears throat> past that date. Now he's not going to remain in the country past the date. Go ahead. But let me be crystal clear about this. Here we go.
1: There is no deadline. On our work to help any remaining American citizens who decide they want to leave to do so, along with the many Afghans who have stood by us over these many years and want to leave and have been unable to do so.
4: That effort will continue every day past August 31st. And he was pressed on this. How are you going to do that? Well, with diplomatic and economic pressure. We have no intel. We have no military. We have no uh, diplomatics and nothing there. Zero. Zero. Well, we're going to continue to press like hell, man. I tell you what. And the Taliban are really concerned about what we say now. Huh? You know, they want to be in the community of nations. Community of na- Ladies and gentlemen, we're living in multiple worlds here. Joe Biden's world is a world of sick, narcissistic, dangerous fumes. That even Lysol can't fix. They create this disaster. Now they claim credit for fixing this disaster. Mission accomplished. We heard that one before. But even if the mission is accomplished, I may tell you, after August 31, let me be crystal clear. Anybody, like, we're, we're going to see diplomacy like you've never seen it before. Oh, my God, we're going we're to be diplomatic in ways that people have never been diplomatic before. And economically, the Taliban... We're going to deny them all kinds of stuff. These clowns live in the mountains. All they need are goats. All they need are goats. They befriend the goats. They eat the goats. Goats, they're, that's all, the Taliban. You're being lied to, America. You're being lied to. There's a full scale, full throated propaganda campaign taking place now. We've seen it in other wars that have gone sour, battles that have gone south. There's no deadline, but they set a deadline. There's 15,000 citizens, but now there's 6,000 citizens. And now this disaster is the greatest rescue mission in history. We had all these contingencies. We were ready, ladies and gentlemen. We were ready. No matter what, we were set. This is sick. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. Are you an individual or business owner facing the heavy burden of back taxes, levies, or wage garnishments? Life's challenges, especially those brought on by the economic impact of COVID-19 and inflation, can take a toll on your financial well-being. Now, the IRS has eliminated over a billion dollars in tax penalties and interest for back taxes. America First Tax Group is here to help you claim your share of these billions in tax relief before the IRS can claim the government's share and clamp down. Call them now, 800-806-1299. The IRS has people working to collect your money, but it's time to turn the tables, folks. America First Tax Group is a full-service tax boutique that puts clients first. They understand the stress of dealing with tax problems, and they will be your guide through the process. Don't wait. Time is of the essence. Call America First Tax Group. Here's the number. 800-806-1299. 800-806-1299. Or visit AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. By the way, folks, people contact me. I want to... American Marxism is uh, number one on the New York Times hardcover nonfiction list and the nonfiction hardcover and ebook combined lists. We were alerted today that's six weeks in a row. Six weeks in a row. Now I can't do this forever, obviously, but uh, that is a fantastic run and I want to thank you folks very, very much for it. The book has been widely uh, Credited and supported, uh, certainly throughout much of conservative media. On the uh, on the crap media, it's basically been silent, except for a few uh, backbench lowlife types and uh, a guy by the name of Tom Nichols, whose book uh, came out the other day. I think it's number seven hundred and twelve on the Amazon list. I don't know. Nobody knows who he is, and nobody much cares. And some guy, what is his name, Zachary, uh, hold on a second here, something with a P, that's right, I'm trying to see his name, Zachary P, is that what we should call him? I'm trying to find it, sorry guys, Zachary, oh, Petrezzo, who uh, works for salon, used to be a conservative, used to write uh, for campus reform, uh, humiliated himself at a recent CPAC, We'll get into him, uh, I think, Friday. We'll take some time on Zachary P. Uh, Now he's gone to the dark side over at Salon, and he's found a horrific mistake in my book. Something I've already talked to you about a couple of times. About the Franklin School, as opposed to the Frankfurt School. Oh, this book is a horrendous, disastrous piece of scholarship. The punk hasn't even read it. He certainly hasn't uh, hasn't read much, actually. But that on another day, probably Friday. More when I return. Have you gotten your letter from the IRS yet? These last few years have not been easy on the American family. And with tax season finally arriving, there'll be millions of hardworking people and businesses that could struggle even more due to the IRS working against them. Well, America First Tax Group can help put an end to your worries. Just one phone call to 800 806 1299. Hello, 800 806 1299. And you'll be in touch with the America First Tax Group, a full service tax company that'll fight the IRS and help put you on the path to financial freedom. Their experts can help you or your business with any tax-related problems you may have, from dealing with your back taxes to granting you access to tax relief and much more. Don't wait. Get in touch with America First Tax Group today by calling 800-806-1299. That's 800-806-1299 or AmericaFirstTaxGroup.com slash Levin. Again, 800-806-1299 or America First tax Group. Dot com slash L-E-V-I-N.
3: When Mark Levin was a kid, his teachers didn't like his snide sense of humor. Today, they still don't like it. Call Mark Levin now at
4: 877-381-3811. I think I'll make that kid famous or infamous. Just a matter of time. John Kirby, Pentagon spokesman. They had a press conference today, and I want you to listen to what he said vis-a-vis what Blinken had to say. Cut, nine, go.
5: Outside of that, the Taliban have set up checkpoints. We've talked about this before, and we are in daily communication with Taliban commanders about who we want to see get in and what the credentials are, what they look like. What's valid, uh, and that that com- that communication happens literally every day. We have been uh, nothing but open with uh, the Taliban about uh, who we expect them to let in. Uh, again, fully recognize that it's uh, that, uh, that 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 uh, not every step of this process is in our firm control, and that there are going to be instances where uh, it doesn't work as advertised.
4: I think there'll be a lot of incidences like that. And does that sound like the jolly good story that Blinken was talking about, Mr. Producer? Doesn't to me. Cut 10, go.
5: If you're an evacuee that we can get out, we're going to continue to get, get you out. On the 31st. Right up until the end. But in those last couple of days... Uh, we're going to try to preserve as much capability as we can on, on the, on the, at the airport, as you might imagine. So in those last couple of days, uh, we will begin to prioritize military capabilities and military resources to, to move out.
4: All right. So it's not a week. It's less than that. And this is why you're getting the propaganda from the State Department and Bl- Blinken himself about uh, we're going to continue to fight for the release of citizens uh, – after the 31st, using diplomacy and economics. Because we won't be there. There's not a damn thing. We're going to, you know, hope for the, uh, the good faith of the Taliban. Because we know they fear our economy or economic sanctions, and we know they fear our diplomacy. Now, how ridiculous is this? And they want kudos, according to Politico. They're to full court press that we should celebrate them. And so, of course, Eugene Robinson does exactly that, as do and will most of the media in America. And you're going to see this propaganda now. And you're seeing it today. And as Scoop points out, Pentagon spokesperson, you just heard him, suggest they will leave behind evacuees they can't get out. But then they want you to believe, and they pretend, We're not leaving anyone behind. Just because we pulled out militarily, we're going to use diplomacy and economics. Now that's absolutely absurd. And this is why Representative Walst and some of the others are saying this is the greatest hostage situation in American history. People who want to get out. Is there a single American who wants to stay? What kind of talk is this? You, you, when something sounds weird, it is weird. When something sounds weird, it is weird. And it sounds weird. And uh, let's see. Blinken also suggested... There are roughly 500 Americans remaining in Afghanistan who who wish to be evacuated. Noted that out of... some reading from National Review. That out of 6,000 U.S. citizens who stated they wanted to leave, when the evacuation effort began, 4,500 U.S. passport holders were rescued, leaving 1,500 people, approximately 500 of whom are still actively looking for passage out. Well, how do we know the other 1,000 aren't? But maybe they don't have access to electricity or iPhones or computers or whatever. They can't email, they can't text. The numbers he cited do not include those in possession of a U.S. green card, reporters confirmed at the press conference. The State Department National Review Rights is trying to ascertain the status of about 1,000 U.S. citizens who have not contacted the government, explicitly requesting evacuation. At a subsequent briefing, White House Press Secretary Psaki said the administration believes his Many of 1,000 who are currently unaccounted for may be dual citizens of the U.S. and Afghanistan. But the number's fluid, they said. The number's fluid. And the Taliban have made public and private commitments to them. The number Blinken provided Wednesday contradicts the estimate the State Department revealed earlier in the day to congressional staffers. We're told that 4,100 U.S. citizens remain in Afghanistan and wish to be evacuated. I don't trust the State Department. How do you go from 4,100 to 1,500 and ultimately 1,000 in the period of a few hours? Earlier Wednesday, the Pentagon confirmed that 19,000 evacuees exited Afghanistan in the last 24 hours. So, Americans who want to leave... You know, they act like all these Americans have free will over there in Afghanistan. Don't they, America? Oh, we fr- I'd like to leave, but I'm afraid somebody's going to kill me if I leave my house. Now, how do we know this? Because Fox has had a number of people on their programs who've said exactly that. They've also had people in the United States... Afghan-Americans who have family in Afghanistan, they said they can't get them out. And that they've been in touch with the State Department. Now that's pretty frightening, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. What are they going to do about it? Don't worry. After so here's what they've done. And they think they're clever. I really want you to think about this. This is important. August 31 is the deadline, and it's a hard deadline. They're pulling the troops out, what's left. But they want you to believe it's really not a hard deadline in the sense that we're still going to get people out. But we just won't use the military. So you can go to bed okay here in America. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. You know, when politicians and press secretaries and others lower themselves to this kind of sophistry, this kind of propaganda, you should be very, very concerned about it. Very concerned. Tell me, how are these American citizens by August 31st, how are they going to get food in Afghanistan? How are they going to eat? In fact, how are they going to communicate? How do we even know they're going to be allowed to communicate? I despise the double talk to begin with, but when you're in a situation like this, the double talk is a thousand times worse. It's a thousand times worse. So let's understand. We've gone from 15,000 to 4,100 this morning to 1,500 in the afternoon to really 1,500 who haven't been in contact with us. Okay. Wow, they whittled that down very fast, didn't they? And uh, we don't have any idea, really, because a lot of these people can't contact authorities. They just can't. God knows where some of the Americans are. This caught them by surprise, too, the way this was handled. This caught them by surprise, too. But don't worry, we're, even though we're getting our troops out, we're still going to get out any other citizens because, uh, because of uh, diplomacy and economic pressures. No, they're not. So they want you to believe they're not going to leave people behind, but they are going to leave people behind. You had a Democrat and Republican who served in Afghanistan who went over there yesterday or the day before, they're being attacked by Pelosi. You don't get to go there by yourselves. I seem to recall Pelosi went to uh, Syria by herself and the prior speaker right he went to Nicaragua but that aside they said there's no way they're getting out you know, even that Adam Schiff after he was uh, briefed he had some truth serum he said uh, there's no there's no way it's very unlikely everyone is going to get out by the 31st because that's what the intelligence briefing is telling people on the relevant committees it ain't going to work and so the Secretary of State who is essentially a, a, a pathetic Secretary of State and a propagandist they came up with a new idea let me be crystal clear which cut is that Mr. Producer let me be crystal clear do you have it Rich it's one two three or four uh let, me, uh let me help you. Hold on, everybody. It's on the list. I think it's cut. Uh, hold on, everyone. Ah, boy. Stick with me. Here it is. Uh, let us go to cut five, please. Go.
1: As the president said yesterday, we're on track to complete our mission by August 31st, provided the Taliban continue to cooperate and there are no disruptions to this effort. The president has also asked uh, for contingency plans in case he determines that we must remain in the country past that date. That's all
4: fine, but he has no intention of using them. They just want their press people to be able to say it. That's it. There's no contingency plan for the military to stay. None. None that they're going to use anyway. Go ahead. But
1: let me be crystal clear about this: there is no deadline on our work to help any remaining American citizens who decide they want to leave to do so, along with the many Afghans who have stood by us over these many years and want to leave and have been unable to do so.
4: Now what does that mean, ladies and gentlemen? That means nothing. Absolutely nothing. We don't have any ability to know if they're there. We have no ability to get them out. We have no leverage whatsoever None. And if you want to get out of Afghanistan, why would you wait till after August 31st? There are people who want to get out and cannot get out. We're going to be leaving a lot of people behind. And if this is our government's official propaganda, which it is, and those people are eventually slaughtered, other than their families going on Fox and going to some of the other few media outlets that really want to know the truth, how are we going to know? So they've put these families in impossible situations. they put the American public in an impossible situation. I want to remind you, and I wrote about this at some length and on Freedom of the Press, but really there's three professors who've done a fantastic job in exposing the New York Times. It really wasn't until 1944. That the readers of the New York Times knew the full extent. Of Hitler's. Attempt to exterminate the European Jews. 1944. So when will we know the full extent. Of a, the number of Americans who have been left behind in this horrific surrender. But the greatest. The greatest. Airlift in human history. Maybe never. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? What are you seeing in the media? Well, I told you yesterday, and you see it today, about Joe Biden deserves credit for the most fantastic uh, surrender in world history. Let me show you what else I'm seeing bleed into our media here. And that is that, uh, well, look, uh, the Taliban really do seem to be changing. They're making all kinds of promises here. They... They say that will work with us after the fact. You heard Blinken say it. So what Blinken says, the media will regurgitate. And yet NBC is now reporting, this just broke, that the uh, Taliban spokes idiot, the spokes terrorist, said that uh, there's no evidence Osama bin Laden was involved in 9-11. What do you think of that, Mr. Producer? There's no evidence Osama bin Laden was involved in 9-11. But we're going to believe this guy when he says, yeah, for sure. After August thirty-one, you just show up with your papers. We'll let you through. I don't know whose propaganda is worse—the Taliban or the Biden administration? The Taliban or the Biden administration? They're both lying, and the Biden administration wants you to believe that you can rely on the Taliban. But we're going to be very careful. We know who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They speak out of both sides of the mouth. We know they're dangerous. We know who they are. But they promised. They said, you know. We have to rely on their word because that's all they've got, the Biden administration, when they pulled the military out the first time and they're pulling it out again. That which they sent to make sure the surrender went smoothly. Well, the surrender isn't going smoothly. And these people are effectively hostages in Afghanistan. They can't get out. Now, put yourself in their position. You're an American citizen and... You're hearing the secretary of state say, "Well, it's really their fault. They didn't contact us early enough. Or we, we've sent out 19 messages, you know." Uh, uh, and by the way, I don't know if somebody got 19 messages. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I, I read to you one of the forms. I think it was last week, which was ridiculous. It goes on and on. Hey, we need two pieces of evidence of your utility bills and uh, and a passport and maybe a driver's license from uh, from North Carolina. And we need. What are you talking about? And still, Mr. Producer, it's out there, I saw on TV, the Afghans, they just wouldn't fight. Now, we've talked about this at length, we've had a general on the program, we've had a colonel on the program, both of whom fought in Afghanistan, we've had men who lost limbs on the program, who fought in Afghanistan, they said, that's not true. When you pulled the air power, the intelligence, pulled the rug out from under them, when you shut down our main airport, our military airport, Bog without telling them in the middle of the night, they knew they didn't have a chance. And they all say the same thing. Over the last seven years, the Afghans lost 50,000 men. I don't think they were all shot in the back. Do you, Rich? No, I don't think they were all shot in the back running. All the tough guys out there. They, they, they wouldn't fight. They, uh, you know, they, they, we can't prop them up. They seem to forget. We were not in Afghanistan for us. And now that we've left and left the way that we've left... We're in deep S. Border still open. Same, same crap going on. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a lot more. I shall return. I hope you will, too. We'll be right back. You know, sleep, especially as you get older, is so critical, especially that deep, comforting sleep. Go to helixsleep.com, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com, and take the sleep quiz. I took it and was matched to the Midnight Lux. Helix knows that everyone's unique, so they have several different mattress models to match your body type and sleep preferences. Once you match, your mattress comes right to your door shipped for free. They have a 10-year warranty, and Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans. So a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. So go to HelixSleep.com slash Levin. H-E-L-I-X Sleep.com slash L-E-V-I-N and use code HelixPartner20. That's Partner 20 This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long, folks. With Helix, better sleep starts now. He's here.
3: He's here.
4: Hello America, Mark Levin here, our number 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811, now simultaneous to all this that's taking place. By the way, good to see that there is talk of impeachment when it comes to Biden, since we started that right here, behind this microphone, and on my appearance on Hannity a couple weeks ago, even before this Afghanistan situation, where he was defying the Supreme Court, opening the borders... Attacking our separation of powers under our constitutional system seems to me an easy case can be made. High crimes and misdemeanors. They don't mean he killed somebody or he jaywalked. That's not what's meant by high crimes and misdemeanors. We've talked about this for years. It's a dereliction of duty, basically. It's taking steps that harm the United States of America, and in his case, he will not rectify any of them. So clearly he should be impeached, and the Democrats even lower the bar when it comes to impeachment. There's no question he should be impeached. There's no question he would be, should be removed. He's not going to be, but doesn't matter. But Mark, but Mark, what about Kamala Harris? I said he won't be removed, but he ought to be impeached, okay? The process matters. The challenge matters. It certainly does. So while all this is going on, you know, people are asking, why was Joe Biden delayed four hours yesterday when he gave his comments? I believe uh, Brett Baer said it were five and a half minutes on this three and a half trillion dollar bill, which is five point five trillion in actuality. More people are starting to figure that out. And about seven and a half minutes on Afghanistan, which is outrageous. Guy does about 15 minutes total. And the answer is this, folks. He spent four hours, or a good chunk of those four hours, calling members of the Democrat Party, urging them to vote on this $5 trillion monstrosity. And I'm going to get into more details about that $5 trillion monstrosity in a little bit. They have all the voting changes in there. They have the, all the amnesty in there. They have all the other changes they made. Uh, free family leave that the is going to pay for. All of that. And uh, more. They want to blow out college loans. So all of you people who never went to college, never finished college. Or all you people went to college and paid off your loans. You're not going to be subsidizing people who went to Harvard and Stanford and God knows where else, who took out loans. I don't know. Did they ask you to co-sign any of those loans? Did they ask your permission? No, but they're going to be on the backs of the taxpayer. That is your children and grandchildren. That's considered progress. Where somebody else takes out a loan and you pay for it effectively. Did you see where 61% of the people don't pay any federal income taxes? I'm not talking about payroll taxes, income taxes. 61% sixty one percent. And so Biden has a great idea. massively increase taxes on the thirty nine percent who do pay income taxes. That'll fix it, and then give more freebies to the people on the sixty one percent who pay no federal income taxes. Oh, that'll fix it. that'll that'll help. Because again, as I've told you repeatedly, the Democrat Party is about the Democrat Party. It wants to use, the institution of government, a three million strong bureaucracy, the courts, academia, and whatever else it needs to use or can use to empower itself. It's the United States of the Democrat Party, not the United States of America. That's what they're up to. That's what the book American Marxism explains. It's what it's all about. They have their media, whether it's the compost or the slimes, the Daily Beast, Huffington Post, Salon, a radical commie rag. They've got their morons, excuse me, on MSLSD, like Tom Nichols. Oh, Tom Nichols! Oh, yes. He's a professor of stupid. Never heard of him before, but he's raised his head, so now we see him. He's on my radar. With the Mona Charon. Oh, that Mona Charon. She's unbelievable. Hadn't said anything intelligent in years. Boring. And help lay the foundation to bring us the great Joe Biden. And all the failures that entails. Like all these other never-Trumpers. Never-Trumpers always stupid. Never-Trumpers always stupid. Now, I'm going to get a list... I just have to find out of all the taxes that are now going to be in this, in this bill. And even for many of you who don't pay federal income taxes, it's going to affect you. Those of you who own farms and ranches, those of you who own homes. Some of you think you're in the clear. You're not in the clear. You're going to get killed financially. You're going to get slaughtered because they have a thousand ideas on how to take your money. Remember, it's about the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party, if you keep your money, they can't control what you do with your money. So they need to take your money and control that way. And they are in a full totalitarian mindset. They want to, they're want they issuing subpoenas for the records on on Republicans in the House of Representatives, for private citizens, for people who who worked in the Trump White House? Because we're going to get to the bottom of this insurrection on January 6th. Are they going to issue any subpoenas for Nancy Pelosi? and any? No, of course not. Any of her phone call? No. Do they want to look at Nancy Pelosi's taxes? Anybody like they did Trump? No, of course not, Nancy. No, we don't do that with Nancy. No. 81-year-old nasty old lady. That's what she is. I'm sorry. That's all she is. 81 years old who has spent her life trying to destroy America. And your children and grandchildren are going to pay a price for it. Then we got the other Mr. Insanity in the Oval Office, about to be 79 years old. He has spent his life destroying America. First he was a segregationist, then he was tough on crime. Now he's a, uh, a Bernie Sanders uh, sycophant, you know, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. And so this bill is going to change many aspects of your life. It will make permanent the Democrat Party as the majority party. This is why they're pushing it through with, with the tiniest of margins. This is why Biden took time out of his greatest surrender in American history, maybe world history, that we've never seen anything like this. Oh, my God. Cargo planes coming and going and coming and going. We have never surrendered like this before, folks. Yes. And by the way, in this bill, as Congresswoman Debbie Lesko says, she's great, gives the Biden Department of Justice authority to designate a voter ID law as a voting rights violation, as evidence of voting discrimination. It federalizes and nationalizes the election procedures, and there would never have been a Constitution if that had ever been proposed and placed in the original Constitution. How do I know? Because I've read many of the documents related to the various constitutional conventions. This was a big issue. Remember, these states were creating this federal government, this national government. And they wanted to keep certain powers, particularly voting and other powers, in the states as much as possible. And that's what they did. And so the Democrat Party, hating the Constitution, hating capitalism hating their own country, wanting to reconfigure it so they control everything and build a paradise right here in America. Oh, it'll be wonderful. Uh, they reject the Constitution. They're, they're, look, their founding ideologues, uh, intellectually speaking, they all hated the Constitution. Woodrow Wilson hated the Constitution and the Declaration. Herbert Crowley hated it. You can go back to all of them. They all hated it. John Dewey, just like so many in their media and other surrogates hate it. So this bill is a bill that affects every aspect of your life, every corner of the country, that turns the Constitution inside out, that destroys voting integrity in one little vote. With a senile old bastard in the Oval Office. A nasty old woman heading the House of Representatives. A pathetically stupid man by the name of Schumer running the Senate. And the newest dumbest vice president in American history, Kamala Harris. They want power, that's all. They want to play by the rules. They want power. I'll be right back. Much
3: Hey, U.S. Cellular customers. I've got good news, so don't hit skip forward just yet. I'm talking about their special customer event, Us Days. What's Us Days? It means exclusive offers just for their customers, just to say thanks, like up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. No, I didn't misread that. That's up to $1,200 off. They must really like you all. Us Days at U.S. Cellular. Exclusive offers just for you, just to say thanks. Right now, U.S. Cellular customers could get up to $1,200 to upgrade to any new phone. Visit uscellular.com for terms and restrictions.
4: By the way, Kaylee McEnany will be on the program next hour, and I have not given up... The proper focus on Afghanistan and so forth, but we have two battles going on here, one domestic and one foreign. And you can't let these curveballs, these these screwballs, and these knuckleballs get past you. you get got to swing at them. Americans for Tax Reform, outstanding group. They say the House voted to pass ESCON Resolution 14, the Democrat Fiscal Year 2022 Budget Resolution. The Senate's already passed this measure on a party-line vote. By voting for this budget, Democrats have fast-tracked Biden's reckless $3.5 trillion, which is really $5.5 trillion, tax and spending spree later this year. The passing of this resolution has now teed off the following proposals. Trillions of dollars in new taxes on working families and small businesses. This budget resolution is the first step toward the Biden plan to raise taxes by $3 trillion over the next decade. Here's what some of it includes. Increasing the corporate tax rate, and by the way, we have small corporations in this country too, from 21% to 28%, which will be passed along to working families in the form of higher prices, fewer jobs, and lower wages. This will give the U.S. a combined state-federal rate of 32% higher than our foreign competitors, including communist China, which has a 25 percent total capped corporate tax rate. So we have a communist regime that has a corporate tax rate of a top rate of 25 percent, and ours will be 32 percent. At least two million small businesses will get hit by Biden's tax hikes. This includes over 1.4 million small business organized as C corporations, that is Family-owned farms impacted by the repeal of what's called a step-up in basis. Every, every accountant in this country knows what I'm talking about. And pass-through organizations which would be hit by the increase of the top marginal income tax rate of 39.6%. Terrible. Raising the corporate income tax will hit Americans with higher utility bills as the country tries to recover from the pandemic. Customers directly bear the cost of corporate income taxes imposed on utility companies. Investor-owned electric, gas, and water companies must get their billing rates approved by the respective state utility commissions. So if Democrats raise the corporate tax rate, they will have voted to raise your utility bills. Doubling the capital gains tax to 43.4%, a rate more than double China's capital gains tax. Let me repeat that. There's a lot here. So they want to raise the capital gains tax to 43.4%. That includes you folks who who have a capital gains when you sell certain things you've invested in. That's more than double communist China's tax capital gains tax rate. Now, you see this is why China's going to clean our clock after Biden's done. It's just it's just the uh, He's like the Manchurian candidate, but the real Manchurian candidate. Taking away stepped-up basis and imposing a second death tax by taxing unrealized capital gains at death. Unrealized capital gains at death. This will disproportionately fall on family-owned businesses. Taking away step-up and basis has already been tried and failed. In 1976... Congress, a limited stepped-up basis, but it was so complicated and unworkable, it was restored in 1980. Uh, uh, uh. They're going to impose a 15% minimum tax on book income that will disallow the use of important deductions and credits that help promote job creation, increasing the top tax rate to 39.6%, that's 40%. A tax increase that will fall on small businesses, as noted in a recent Senate Finance Committee report, in 2016, only 42% of net business income in the United States was earned by corporations anyway. New taxes on American energy, including a tax on manufacturers based on their methane production, and a carbon border tax. So here we go with the carbon taxes. These tax increases will be passed along to you in the form of higher prices. They're going to create 21% global minimum tax, higher than the 15% global minimum tax the Biden administration is pushing other countries to enact. So our minimal global tax will be higher than the minimal global tax in other countries. Because existing law denies foreign tax credits, this could see businesses pay a top 26.25% global minimal tax. Repeal the deduction for foreign derived intangible income, a tax cut that encourages businesses to house their intellectual property here in the United States. $80 billion in new IRS funding to hire 87,000 new IRS agents. You want that? They'll be able to audit and harass individuals and small businesses, American families, because they claim by doing that they'll get another $787 billion it would hire enough new IRS agents to fill national parks twice. 87,000. It will help implement the Biden plan to create a new comprehensive financial account information reporting regime, which would force the disclosure of any business or personal account, yours, that exceeds $600. Not only will it include bank, loan, and investment accounts of virtually every individual and business, but it will also do it with third parties, your businesses with third parties like PayPal, Cash App, and Venmo. Boy, they're going to have a lot of data. New IRS funding will also be a boon to the union that represents IRS employees. This union, the National Treasury Employees Union, shovels 97% of their money into the Democrat campaign coffers. So now they'll have more money because they're going to hire 87,000 members. IRS employees also regularly perform union work on the taxpayer's dime. Socialist health care policies. The Pelosi plan seeks to impose new taxes and government prices on American medical innovation. It creates a 95% excise tax on manufacturers, imposes an international reference pricing scheme that directly imports foreign price controls into the United States. So you're like, good, good. You know what that means? No more innovation. These companies steal our technology. They steal from our patents. No more innovation. Why don't they have a drug that addresses Alzheimer's? Because they're not going to put any more money in it. Because they can't make the money back. We wouldn't have these vaccines either. More when I return. Hello everyone, it's Mark Levin here. Today I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only supporting seniors but also by pushing for traditional American values that affect all of us. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending our freedoms and securing our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, entertainment, and special insurance rates. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience in our quest for conservative principles. Sign up now at amac.us slash mark. A-M-A-C dot U-S slash mark. And for limited time, get a free gift membership for someone who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference, folks, with AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash mark, mark, and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free.
6: Mark
1: Levin, America's tyranny hunter. And now,
4: 877 3811 I wasn't done, ladies and gentlemen. I was rudely interrupted by capitalism, you might say, as I discuss this Marxist socialist agenda. So socialist health care policies, this is what's in the bill. Plan to impose new taxes and government price controls on American medical innovation. I mean, they just destroy this proposal will reduce access to new life-saving, life-preserving medicines. According to research by the Galen Institute, the U.S. had access to 90% of new cures launched between 2011 and 2018, a rate far greater than comparable foreign countries. For instance, the United Kingdom had access to 60% of the medicines, Japan 50%, Canada just 44% because they are a government-centric socialist health care system you had access to uh, 90% of new cures. It will also threaten high-paying manufacturing jobs across the country at a time when we're just emerging from the economic wreckage from the pandemic. And these drug companies invest $100 billion in the U.S. economy every year, $100 billion. They create 800,000 jobs. But there's trillions of new welfare spending that will allow the federal government to promote woke policies. That includes hundreds of billions, hello, hundreds of billions in funding for free, so-called pre-K and community college to, quote, close the equity gap, unquote. Part of this funding will ensure classroom environments that are, quote, inclusive for all students, unquote. Perhaps you've heard of CRT. Hmm? Critical race theory, have you heard of that? $10 $10 billion to create a civilian climate corps. Now, this is, this is scary stuff. A civilian climate corps. That reminds me of the black and white films from the 1930s and 20s and 40s. Does it you, Mr. Producer? A civilian climate corps. The program will help set the stage for the Green New Deal. And it will include free government housing, transportation, salaries to, quote, advance environmental justice, unquote. You better get that American Marxism book and spread it as widely and far as you possibly can. If you have a copy, please read it. Please pass it. Get it at the library. You can also acquire a copy, actually buy one. Get it into as many hands as humanly possible. And have people look at it as fast as possible, because it's coming. It's already here, but it's coming big. Big. Uh, New spending to make child care, quote-unquote, affordable, and to promote, quote, culturally and linguistically responsive environments, unquote. I'm telling you now, this bill is, well, it's the American Communist Manifesto. How do you like that name, Mr. Producer? It's the American Communist Manifesto from our American Marxists. New federal subsidies to, quote, improve housing affordability and equity, to encourage green and sustainable housing. Now, for you folks on Medicare, it lowers the Medicare eligibility age, expands coverage to dental, vision, and hearing. Many people like that. The trustees of Medicare say it's going broke in two to four years. Now, why would you lower the age and expand it when it's going broke? There won't be any money to support it because they're spending it on other stuff. In fact, they've taken money out of Medicare for Obamacare, and now they've taken money out of Medicare for these other programs. So this is a reckless proposal that will lead to massive increased prices for goods and services, massive increase in taxes, including on those of you who right now aren't paying federal income taxes, for working families and small businesses, Tens of trillions of dollars over time in new welfare programs and radical policies. Now, for you people who live in congressional districts where you have a congressman who claims to be a moderate, like uh, this guy Goshmeyer, whatever the hell his name is, in northern New Jersey, and there are many of them. There's about 10 or 12 of them. They're not moderates. They all just voted for this. All of them. Every single one of them. They voted to proceed with this. And they'll give you some cockamamie story about, well, we voted first for the bipartisan infrastructure bill, and now I don't care. They could stop this, but they voted for it. Every one of them. Every one of the moderates. They caved. Josh Gosheimer is a sellout. You can call up Gosh, Josh, whatever the hell your name is. He's a little fellow, probably in a Napoleonic complex. He knocked out a great congressman and concerted by running around saying, he's anti-gay, he's anti-gay. And apparently that was very effective in the suburbs of New Jersey. Knocked out a great congressman. Now we have a modern, he's part of the, what is it called? The will-do caucus. What, what is it called? We can get things done caucus, or whatever. Votes for impeachment, votes for every radical kook idea that comes up. But he's giving Nancy Pelosi trouble. There's your corrupt media trying to save this guy. He's a fraud. All ten of them are. The ten moderates. And what have they done to are moderate? Nothing. They just voted for this. You're out of your mind if you vote for these people. You're voting for your own pain and suffering and destruction. And this is just part of it. This is a little piece of it. All the social engineering the attack on our voting Imagine you're voting and you know your vote really doesn't matter anymore because they're handing out ballots like lollipops all over the place. They caught this guy sleeping in his car. What did he have, 300 ballots for Newsom, Mr. Producer? And then they're telling people they can print their ballots? I mean, what is this? This isn't democracy, it's tyranny. You can print your ballot? And we trust you. Oh, we trust you. Just print one, and they know what they're doing. The Democrat Party is utterly corrupt. Got to count every vote, baby. Count every vote. I don't care. What are you accusing us of, fraud? Not one of your cases in court won. Not one. Excuse me. You think we're stupid? When you destroy all the barriers to corruption and fraud? And there's one party pushing it The Democrat Party, they don't care. The Constitution, the rule of law. Equal justice, due process. No, 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 no. Destroy the cops, destroy the military, destroy the border, destroy our foreign policy. This is a hateful, poisonous, cancerous party. It always has been. Slavery, segregation, Jim Crow, democratic socialism. They hate the country. Look at these fools. And yet they become rich and powerful off your backs and the backs of Americans who came before us. Look at these fraud, the uh, the squad of commies. The squad of commies. We're really gonna stop these landlords, Mr. Producer in America. We're gonna stop them. And then we find out one makes 50000 dollars a year as a landlord. Wow. Who would have thought? A Marxist landlord. Aren't we proud? Which one is it? Is it the bald one or the other one? I can't remember. Yeah. Yana Presley. They have other kinds of investments here and there. Sure. They don't expect you, you don't expect them to live. And what's the, uh, Cori Bush. Now there's a genius. Cori Bush. I need protection. I need personal protection. Look at at me. My physicality uh, will come under attack. Uh, Look at me. Uh, Get the police, but I get protection. She should be thrown out of her ass by her electorate. But she won't be. She won't be. Look at all the frauds. Nancy Pelosi. She won't release her tax returns. Why not? How much is she worth? (laughs) And that big, stupid, dumb husband of hers. He's in finances. Oh, that's like the the overall word or term for, uh, what the hell is he doing? He's in finances, and they have a home, and they have a... They have a winery. they got walls and fences and protection and and military flights. But they're for the people. Now, look at her. Look at her. Despite the heavy-duty work that's been done on her, look at her. Does she look like she's for the people? When's the last time she was down with the people? Never. Oh, yes, yes. And Schumer. You see that tape where he's dancing with Steve Colbert? You call that dancing? I think he was having a stroke, Mr. Producer. Walking around, his arms are flying. He, he, he's uh, like, uh, he's davening, his arms are bouncing around. I uh, said, oh my God, who's that? That's Schumer? And the other fraud, Stephen Colbert with the Spock ears. Yeah, the Spock ears. But you know, Biden and Schumer have a lot in common. They both got their plugs around the same time. Are you aware of that, Mr. Berlusa? Yeah, they got their cornrows up there right on their foreheads. They look a lot better, don't they? Oh, my God. Makes all the difference in the world. You know, I favor a mask mandate. I really do. Don't be upset. I favor it for people like Nancy Pelosi and Schumer and Biden because I don't want to see their faces. I really don't. In fact, I favor Berka Mandate for those three, to be perfectly honest with you. I'll be right back. Mark Levin.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass?
4: Bad for Rachel campo Duffy, who I happen to like a lot. don't know her, but I've been on the uh, Fox and Friends a couple of times. She's really good on a weekend. But she's coming under attack because she dared to say that Jill Biden, excuse me, Dr. Jill Biden, uh, that uh, she, as the wife, should have made sure her husband didn't run, knowing his mental incapacity. My God, and they attacked her. Now, Miss Producer, I think I've been saying that for, what, a year? Maybe a year and a half? It's okay. She's right. I should know. I've been saying it for a year, year and a half. Dr. Jill Biden, uh, I believe she plays a medical doctor. Uh, Dr. Bill, Uh, I mean, everybody else does now. Dr. Jill Biden should have told her husband, Honey, you know I love you through thick and thin. Through, uh, what is it again? Through uh, good times and bad. But you're dumb as a rock, honey. It's not your fault. You started out that way in life, and it's only gotten worse since, and now you're walking into walls. So, honey, you can't run from everybody Everybody's saying, Dr. Joe Biden, where the hell was she? She wanted to be first birthing person in the most desperate way. What a family. you got that youngster Hunter. He's, he's something else with the prostitutes and the drugs and uh, the money and all the rest. Of that. What did Joe say about his son? He's the smartest person he's ever met. Remember that, Mr. Producer? And I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that for a minute. I actually think Hunter Biden would be a better Secretary of State than this Anthony Blinken. What do you think of that? Oh, yeah. I have a beautiful, relatively inexpensive piece of jewelry being put in a setting for my lovely wife. Can you believe that, Mr. Producer? I found a place that customized makes settings. I don't even know how. I just Googled the thing. It's a wonderful family, and they are good. Oh, my, oh, my. And they give me the senior citizen discount. You know, like when you go to McDonald's and there's. Elderly people there. No, I want the 40 cent coffee. I want the. First. Okay, please, please. I'm going to go through the drive through. You ever been there? You ever hear that, Mr. Producer? I said no ice with the soda. No ice. Okay, okay. Please. A little bit of ice won't hurt you. No, it does. It's bad for you. It is? Yes. Anyway, so uh, I'm only mentioning it because I'm very excited about this. I designed it with the guy. We designed it together. It's very cool. Look, folks, you got to get lost in some of this stuff. As I said yesterday, the day before, last week, I mean, I have to read this stuff day in and day out. I've got to soak myself in it so we know what we're talking about, so I can think about it, maybe come up with some ideas and some aspects of it. So every now and then, you got to break off. I told you this. I I watched the, uh, what is it, the... Gem Shopping Network, HGTV, uh, The American Picker, my good buddy, one of my favorite shows, Pawn Stars, which is on Saturdays now. I have to do it. I have to do it. In the Gem Shopping Network, they have these wheels. Have you ever seen them, Mr.? They go round and round and round, and the jewelry is beautiful, and you just keep staring at it and staring at it, and then eventually I go to sleep. Did you know this, Rich? You've you've watched it, you've seen it, and by the way, some of their hosts are very good. They got good one-liners. They got <laughs> some of them are really quite good. Marvin, he's one of the guys I like. One of the I like like them all, but one of Marvin, um, we're moving and grooving. <laughs> it's, it's I start cracking up, cause they're like me, they're corny. I'm corny. I can't help it, you know. But it's very funny. And uh, Pawn Stars, I love that show. I love Rick very, very much, Harrison. In this show, American Pickers. For some reason, that show drives my wife nuts. Maybe it can be. And then, and then sometimes I have to watch the first 48. You ever watch the first 48? You gotta love these homicide detectives. How they do this day in and day out, I don't know. What they see is the worst. All right, folks, we'll get back to business. Don't worry, we have a full hour. Including Kaylee McEnany. I'll see you in a minute.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices.
4: Seven seven three eight one three eight one one. I will get the calls after the bottom of the hour. And by the way, I didn't mean to slight uh, Brian or Daniel or uh, Diana or Hunter or Jason or Kurt or Marvin. Well, I didn't actually. Mike and Rob and Sky and Wes. These are some of the other hosts at the Gem Shopping Network, Mister. Are you familiar with this network? Hello, hello. All right. Kevin McCarthy was in good form today. He was very angry today. Uh, You can't tell when Mitch McConnell's angry, can you? I can't tell that that the gums start flapping and all the rest there. I think he's been a disaster for a long time. I really do. And here's Kevin McCarthy. Cut 12, go.
6: We now have 5,000 prisoners that were released in Afghanistan. We have more than 100 different countries of individuals coming across our southern border. We have a president that opened it up. Now is the time to close it. This country is less safe today than we were 20 years ago based upon the actions that have just taken place. Allowing Taliban to control our foreign policy, weaponizing them, reports now that they have more Black Hawks than Australia. From the aircraft, to the drones, to the weaponry. They have more support than they had before just from their own military build-up of the weapons that they've taken from America. Now a border that is open, and a fear of what the future holds. This has all got to change. And the presidency has to change his foreign policy as well.
4: And he won't, because he's really... We've talked about this before. He's really a uh, very stupid and stubborn man, and that is a very bad combination. And he's an egomaniac on top of everything else. So these are the the characteristics of a narcissist. So when you have a narcissist who also is moving into uh, mid-stage of dementia, you have a problem on your hands. There's no way to get to the guy. You can't use rationality and reason. You can't get to the guy. And um, he's an extremely dangerous man. Extremely dangerous man. And it disgusts me that, Joe, that uh, Donald Trump could be impeached twice for nothing. And this guy isn't even, the attempt isn't even made to impeach him once. And one of the reasons is we have a vile, evil person as Speaker of the House. As a former Speaker, Newt Gingrich said a couple of weeks ago in Life, Liberty and Levin, she's destroyed the House of Representatives. But don't worry, she still has her $400 ice cream and her big pearls around her neck and her routine appearance with her plastic surgeon and All of her very wealthy friends without their masks, eating at a winery. Oh, yeah. She is a quintessential Mercedes Marxist. That's what she is. And I want you to listen to the poison that pours out of that heavily manipulated face. Cut 14, go.
5: Now, even with the election in 2020, we see even more need. Uh, because of the actions taken during the election in 2020 and since, and all the more need not just for HR4, but for HR1 now S1 uh, in the Senate, uh, the suppression of the vote uh, is is uh, not only the suppression of the vote, the nullification of elections that they are putting forth. they are probably 20. 20- what is
4: this stupid old nasty woman mumbling about? What is the hell is she talking about? She led the charge on Russia collusion. She tried to remove a duly elected president twice. She pushed hard for a criminal investigation. She did everything she possibly could, like a good Soviet, and it didn't work. And now she's with that, that Catherine Hepburn, and a and, 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 mumbling, buffoonish woman, excuse me, birthing person to suppress the vote, nullification of elections. This is a very, very sick, evil woman. What did he say? I said she's very sick and evil. For all the scribes and transcribers out there, for all of the Soros-funded and other kook-funded websites and so forth, you don't have to write fast. It's all on my website, isn't it, Mr. Pedusa? Tell them, where do they go if they want to hear my show? It's called the Audio Rewind, marklevinshow.com. You get paid, and I hand you the transcripts. Why can't we make it easier for people to vote? Why why can't we do that? Why, Why can't we do that? See, ladies and gentlemen, because we have what's called people who cheat. If we didn't have people who cheat, we wouldn't have prisons. We wouldn't need police forces, and we wouldn't need prosecutors, which is pretty much where the Democrats are anyway. But you get my point. And the Democrat Party cheats far more than the Republican Party. That's a fact. How do you think John Kennedy got to be president of the United States? How do you think Lyndon Johnson got to be a senator? We can go down the whole list. We can go down the whole list. And most of the cheating occurs in the big cities because it's easier. It's just easier to cheat where you have a... A density of, uh, of people. And who controls most of the big cities? The Democrat Party machine. So nobody's fooling anybody around here. It's so hard to vote in America. Meanwhile, they praise, they praise uh, Joe Biden. It's the most fantastic surrender we've ever seen. Just get to the airport. Get past the Taliban with the machine guns. That's all. Just have your papers. If they take them, you know, then I guess you don't really want to leave. I mean, we've contacted you 19 times. What the hell's the problem? Meanwhile, vote. It's so hard to vote in America. It's so easy to get out of Afghanistan. It's so hard to vote in America. It's so easy to get out of Afghanistan. These people are certifiable. They're nuts. They're power hungry. Yes, what a grand success. The Chinese now have our top military equipment. The Russians now have our top military equipment. They now are building alliances with our enemy that was once their enemy. Our allies don't trust us because of Biden. There's not a single positive thing that has come out of this. But Nancy Pelosi, you know, just fantastic. But those damn Republicans, the Republicans, get the Republicans. You would think DeSantis is the head of the Taliban. You would think the Republicans are Al-Qaeda. This is how sick these bums are. Hello, this is how sick they are. Because we won't roll over when they want to take 60, 70, 80% of our money, state, feds, locals combined. Because we don't want our kids to be brainwashed to hate America and to become little racists like they have in the Democrat Party. And we want our kids to be taught about sex education from us, not about the transgender movement. An entire movement? Oh, yes. We believe in securing the borders. Why? Let anybody in who wants to come in, as long as American citizens do what we tell them to do. Vaccines, masks, yeah, all the whole thing. But what about these people coming across the border? Uh, what people? Nobody. Uh, no, we uh, we've locked down the border. What another major success? You know what's interesting? As much as I loathe all of them, I have to be honest. I loathe them. I despise them. I think I loathe and despise Nancy Pelosi the most, Mr. President, because when you look at her, and you look at Biden, you look at Schumer, unbelievably, I think she's the dumbest of the three. I really do. I think she's the dumbest of the three. It's a close call, don't get me wrong. It's a close call. But she just is power hungry, you know, just exercises power for power's sake. She never intends to live the way she expects the rest of us to live. And her entire family, same with the Bidens. They get away with it. They're corrupt as hell. They got a corrupt son. No big deal. They got the New York Slimes protecting them, the way the New York Slimes protect Stalin, Hitler, and Castro. It's no big deal. They'll protect the Biden family. That's that's Trump change. That's small stuff. They're used to protecting real genocide, genocidal maniacs. Biden's nothing. I'll be right back. Mud, Our once mighty dollars under siege from runaway inflation. For those still working, your paychecks buy less while costs for gas, food, cars, utilities skyrocket thanks to inflation. That's why I'm urging all my listeners to register for the upcoming Gold and Silver Summit hosted by our friends at Advantage Gold. It's a fantastic seminar. They'll teach you how to take steps to help guard your wealth from inflation using asset diversification into physical precious metals. Gold and silver hold intrinsic value that should remain, untouched by government manipulation. Folks, don't wait for the Fed's reckless policies to completely devalue the dollar and steal your life savings. Call now. While free registration is open, I'm telling you this is a fantastic seminar. Call 800-900-8000 right now. The Gold and Silver Summit could provide the vital insights we need to protect our families. 800-900-8000. Tell them Mark Levin sent you. Performance may vary. Past performance is not indicative of future results. Always consult your financial and tax professionals. Well, we have a little problem here, ladies and gentlemen. In all seriousness, from the San Diego Union Tribune, at least 24 students from the Cajun Valley Union School District in El Cajun. Is that how you pronounce that? Beats me. And 16 parents... Are stranded in Afghanistan after taking a summer trip abroad. Why the hell would you take a summer trip to Afghanistan? But anyway, they're among thousands of individuals waiting to leave the country amid political unrest caused by the U.S. military pullout after 20 years of occupation, they write. 20 years of occupation? Who writes this crap? Karen Perlman? By the way, somebody wake up Pasaki. Oh, there you go. I don't have their phone number, Pasaki that there's 24 students from the Cajun Valley Union School District in Al Cajon, and 16 of their parents, that's 40 Americans in Afghanistan. Somebody wake up blinking. Or a Millie. All hands on deck, right? Cajun Valley Superintendent David Mashiro told school district board members via text that he and the other Cajun Valley staff met virtually with U.S. Representative Darrell Issa, and his staff about the situation, Uh, why don't they contact the president? Oh, he's busy. Uh, He's busy watching the wallpaper dry in the uh, White House Oval Office there. The superintendent said that the families are on special visas for U.S. military service and that the Department of Defense considers them allies. Considers them allies? What are they talking about, Mr. Padduce? Aren't these students? They're students from California, aren't they? Am I misreading this? U.S. Airman, the San Diego—that's a San Diego County school district. Students from the from the United States. U.S. considers them allies. I certainly hope so. The missing students attend ten different schools in the twenty-eight school district in eastern San Diego County. Mike Serbin, who heads the district's family and child engagement program. I don't know, do they have somebody who heads the uh, Afghan engagement program, which works with the district's many refugee families and provides interpreters, was the one who first got word about the student's plight. I hope some reporters listening to this. He said that at the point, Serbin reached out to Maya Shiro and others to let them know there was an issue with many children. Attending Cajun Valley Schools. Whose idea was this? But apart from that, these are forty American citizens, twenty-four of whom are students, sixteen of whom are parents. So this list needs to be handed to Pasaki. Folks, what's going to happen here is there's going to be many, many people left behind. And the media will not be able to get in there. They're already shutting down the media. They're killing journalists already over there. A CNN reporter had a run for a life. The woman who, who interviewed the top uh, yabba Dabba Doo over there I said, we're going to treat women well. Yes, I want people to know we're going to have democracy in the context of, of Islam. That's correct. She just fled. She fled the country. Anybody with half a noodle is going to flee that country. That's why when Biden says, any American who wants to leave, what do you mean any American who wants to leave, you idiot? But here we have uh, now 24 students and 16 parents stranded. May I use that word? I think I will. Stranded in Afghanistan. Stranded. Pelosi thinks this is going swell. I've said before, she ought to swap positions with some woman over in, uh, excuse me, birthing person over in Afghanistan. See how it goes. They really believe in masks over there. They believe in the whole kit and caboodle, with or without a virus. Kind of like Nancy, who's ordering masks in the Capitol building for other members of Congress. Talibanesque, I suppose you could call it. Is that a word? I don't know. I'll make it up. a school, children, and their parents in Afghanistan. And if you listen to this clown who's Secretary of State, you listen to this clown, this, this, uh, this communications director admiral over at Defense, and you listen to this clown in the Oval Office, I think they call him uh, Joe Biden. Everything's going hunky-dory, ladies and gentlemen. It's the greatest event, military, civilian, Farm po- we've ever seen. And they're very upset with the kind of press they're getting. Very, very upset. White House to media, Politico. We want our props on Afghan. We want our props. What's going on? Come on. Where's Jim Acosta when we need him? Where's D. Lemon, uh, Fredo Cuomo? Where's, uh, what's the rest of them? Where's that schmuck from the Washington Post? Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy. Jeremy Barr. Where's Jeremy Barr? We're going to have a whole book written about how fantastic this is by Professor Tom Nichols, Mr. Producer. The only problem is nobody will read it because nobody knows who he is. And the people who know who he is think he's a putz. So nobody's going to read Tom Nichols. Who? Exactly. When we come back, the great Kaylee McEnany.
3: Radio Free America on the Mark Levin Show. Call now 877 381
4: 3811. Kaylee McEnany is a superstar. Superstar as, as uh, the press secretary to the president. Joe, Joe Biden, God forbid. Donald Trump. And on Fox, a favorite in the Levin household. How are you, Kaylee? I'm doing well, Mark. How are you? I'm great. Could you imagine being press secretary to this guy? You'd have to lie every other syllable.
2: And and that's exactly what we see. I mean, call it what it is, lying. Why do you think Saki, who promised us a daily briefing, I never made that promise because my boss was competent enough to stand at the podium and speak, and I was the one who came in when he had other things going on. But she promised us a daily briefing. No wonder she canceled all of them last week, save one, uh, because it would have entailed lying, much of which we've seen from the podium this week.
4: Well, they're very upset, according to Politico, White House to media. We want our props on Afghanistan because, Kayleigh, This is a fantastic surrender. It's just unbelievable. We've never seen anything like this. Hundreds of thousands of people begging to get out. People being trampled on. The Taliban killing, maiming um, American citizens. The numbers go from 15,000 down to 1,500 who need to come out. This is absolutely fantastic because the media says this is the biggest airlift in American history. Excuse me. The other airlift they're talking about was in order to help people who were being surrounded by the communists. In Berlin. This is this is a surrender. It's the worst surrender in American history. Now they're they're upset they're not getting props from the media. What do you think?
2: Right, and Jim Saki says that this is a success. How do you call this a success?
4: Because she's not there.
2: If she were there it would
4: be a success.
2: You're exactly right. It it wouldn't be a success if she was there. Not only that, she says no Americans are stranded in Afghanistan. Obviously, they were. Now she says we will probably leave behind stranded Americans. That's absolutely the case. But you hit it out of the park, Mark. They want they want adulation. They want praise. That's what they're used to. You know, we as a press shop, when I was in the White House, we didn't have the media covering for us. We knew that every time I walked to that podium. It would be a bloodbath of reporters shouting at me, both as I entered, as I exited, as I was standing at the podium. Um, but, you know, she, she gets to walk in scot-free. So does Joe Biden. They're used to the press covering. But in this one instance, they don't have a covering press, and they can't handle it, which is why they're flailing in the wind.
4: Although they're starting to, because I'm starting to hear them repeat and regurgitate that, talking a point about this is the greatest you know, uh, uh, air transport or whatever you want to call it in history. Uh, and things are going much more smoothly now. But here's the thing. You have the Secretary of State getting up there saying, yeah, August 31, we're going to be pulling out a tr- But we're still going to be trying to get our people out of there. Uh, we're going to use diplomacy and our economic might. What in the hell is he talking about?
2: Yeah, exactly. What is he talking about? And he conceded that they're relying on the Taliban Uh, to get all this done. I I mean, what a stunning admission. Yesterday, I mean, it was incredible to see the turn of events where around noon before we hit the air on Fox, you get this reporting that Biden's committed to this August 31st deadline. I'm looking in my inbox. Literally within minutes of that reporting was Washington Post reporting that the Taliban is doubling down on their demand for the United States of America, the most powerful country on Earth to leave Afghanistan. This is not negotiating with the Taliban. This is the Taliban dictating United States foreign policy. It is egregious, and it would have never happened, I could tell you, never under President Trump's watch.
4: You worked very, very closely with President Trump on on virtually every issue uh, in the Oval Office. I saw you there from time to time, and the fact is you know damn well what he'd be saying now. He put his foot down and so forth. So Joe Biden has blamed President Trump. And now they're even blaming the people who are there. Did you hear the Secretary of State say, you know, we sent them 19 uh, heads up uh, emails and contacts and, you know, and they should have started getting out of there. And now he's blaming the victims. Right. Right. Blaming
2: the victims who, by the way, are staying there because they're saying I've heard military men and women, Pete Hegseth being one of them, saying that they worked with people who put their bodies on their line, their lives on the line uh, for the United States in partnership with the United States. Um, And they're staying because they want to be protective of those who are so loyal to them. These are heroes. They're not to be blamed. But you're exactly right. They're blaming them. And one point, you know, you mentioned seeing me in the Oval with President Trump. Yes, you know, President Trump, the one thing I can say about him is with President Trump, you had someone who was controlling his staff, not the other way around. You now have a president that is controlled by his staff not a staff that controls the president. I mean, with President Trump, I would say to him occasionally, hey, maybe today's not the best day for questions. But he'd always walk to that microphone, flanked by Fauci, Burks during COVID. He knew Fauci was out to contradict him and get him, uh, but he still went to the microphone, looked the American people in the eye, and answered the hard questions during a pandemic. Now you have a president who just simply doesn't have the capacity to do it and a staff that controls him and keeps him away from the microphone as best they can.
4: I was just told that Fauci's wife is, serves as the head of the Department of Bioethics at the National Institutes of Health Clinical Center. Have you heard this? Oh,
2: first time learning, but I wouldn't surprise me. Now,
4: I don't know if it's true. There's a couple, a person I trust sent it to me and sent me a couple of links. Um, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'm not trashing the person, I'm not attacking her in any way. I'm just saying, is that possible that his wife is the head of the Department of Bioethics at the National Institutes of Health Clinical Center? Again, I could be dead wrong. I'll have to look into this. You never heard of this either, right?
2: First time hearing of it, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me with Dr. Fauci. He's um, of his own of his own breed. There's there's no doubt about it. The man has been wrong about just about everything. Um, loved contradicting the president, but I've never um, you know in, in government you, you and himself these, by the way. You're, and himself, correct. You have these career officials that exist from administration to administration. I can tell you the only way you survive as long as the dinosaur, St. Dr. Anthony Fauci, uh, is to learn to play politics, which is exactly what he did. Cozying up to Trump, tide changes, Biden's now the name of the game. But make no mistake, this guy's unscientific. He's a liberal activist disguised as a doctor.
4: He's been in Washington longer than Biden. You know, both been there half a century. And let me tell you this. As someone who worked in the Reagan administration, duking it out with most bureaucrats, not all, the most, you can't possibly be in the same position almost 40 years without having very long fangs and very long fingernails. Do you know what I mean?
2: Oh, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, I heard from others who, you know, I won't reveal their names, uh, but very credible individuals within the United States government who told me a lot of stories about Dr. Fauci, um, who, by the way, as they noted to me, never sat across from a patient, this guy's an academic. He studies science. He studies medicine, but he doesn't actually treat people. Big difference when you actually sit across from a patient who needs a life-saving drug. Uh, yeah, Dr. Fauci's discredited himself, and I, I think at this point all can see even beyond the right, which exposed him long ago.
4: Yes, but, you know, big tech loves him, and nobody knows medicine better than these goofballs that run these uh, these tech companies. How do you like the uh, your... your uh uh, your Fox position now. You do an excellent job over there.
2: Well, thank you. I'm loving it. It's it's been a lot of fun uh, each and every day. You know, fun in that you know I get to go out and share my opinion um, to you know the nation. Of course, Fox number one in viewership and outnumbered, of course. Um, but you know, it's also been heartbreaking. I, I got to tell you, I spoke to Trump yesterday, and just he's crushed to see what happened in Afghanistan. And mm-hmm. in addition to just being totally vindicated on, on where he stood. This is a guy who who has a broken heart for a country that, that shouldn't turn out this way, would have never been this way under President Trump, uh, but it's heartbreaking to watch this play out in the news and live it every single day in the 12 p.m.
4: hour. You know, somebody found a uh, video of Biden. It wasn't that old, maybe seven, eight years ago, where he says, what does it mean to be an American anyway? Why is that so special? Somebody give me a definition of American. No, I'm paraphrasing. I mean... It's unbelievable how stupid that man is and how, um, in my view, unpatriotic he is. And one thing you could say about Donald Trump is he loves this country and he loves the people of this country. I don't believe you can say the same about Biden, who was right up until now talking about how racist America is. And so we're just buying into that whole American Marxist agenda and uh, and tearing down the country.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I I used to work for a president who hugged the American flag. And I I love that image of him, just a complete uh, love, compassion for this country and those who within it. And then Biden, you know, wow, what a misnomer for forever. He misled us as if he was, you know, Mr. Compassionate. That's what he was known for, being empathetic. And now you have him doing an interview, Afghans hanging from planes, human remains found in a wheel. And he said that was four or five days ago and says no one's being killed when, in fact, they are. Uh, he's not compassionate. He doesn't love this country. I completely agree with you. And, wow, we're only eight months in. we got three years plus to deal with, and, man, I, I'm sad to see what happens.
4: It's like a prison sentence. Well, Kaylee, <laughs> I want to thank you very, very much, and God bless you, my friend, and continued, uh, continued good job and good health.
2: Thank you, and great job with American Marxism. I bought it in the airport, absolutely loved it.
4: Thank you. Did you hold it out and people kind of gag? I'm just kidding. Oh,
2: no, I, I leave the cover on. Some people who are quasi-conservatives <laughs> take it off. I left it on, held it up on the plane proudly.
4: You're very gutsy. I want to thank you. Take care of yourself. Best to your husband. Thanks, Mark. All right, be well. Isn't she fantastic? And by the way, her husband, great couple. I can remember a book signing. I don't know how many years ago. It wasn't ultra long ago at, um, in the Palm Beach Gardens area. I think it was a Barnes & Noble. And she and her husband came for the book signing. Always a smile on her face. Have you noticed that, Mr. Producer? Always a smile on her face. Unlike Dr. Jill Biden. Always grimacing. And of course, Joe Biden, who needs a full-time doctor, always has that constipated look, does he not? Always looks like he's suffering from some kind of bowel problem. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. From our schools and entertainment to the media and government, we're witnessing an onslaught of repressive actions, including threats, censorship, character assassination, and demand for more of it. Karl Marx would approve. In fact, banning people, speech, words, broadcasts, social media access, redefining language, history, knowledge, and science, all of which are occurring or pursued in our current culture and environment, are the trademarks of totalitarianism. So too is the routine and unchallenged abuse of power undermining of republicanism and constitutionalism by President Biden and Nancy Pelosi and Schumer, who legislates via executive orders, thereby bypassing Congress and the Constitution's checks and balances to institute fundamental change to American society without input from the people. And we go on. Yet it is the opponents of tyranny who are labeled, often successfully, as the offenders of civil liberties and human rights, Obstructors of progress and foes of the people by the actual offenders, for the latter have already devoured most of the instrumentalities of the state and culture and dominate the narrative. In his book, Double Talk, The Language of Communism, Harry Hodgkinson wrote, quote, Language was to Marx the direct reality of thought. Ideas do not exist divorced from it. And for Joseph Stalin, the reality of thought manifests itself in language. In other words, this is all propaganda. Words are tools as well as weapons, each fashioned for a precise function. The language of communism is not so much a means of explaining to an unbeliever what communism means, but an armory of weapons and tools intended to produce support or dissolve opposition to communist policies on the part of people, either hostile or indifferent to them. The meaning of a communist word is not what you think it says, but what effect it is intended to produce. Hence, you have Nancy Pelosi all day saying... If you oppose their sweeping bill, you oppose individuals voting. This is what I mean by American Marxism. She fits the bill. She's the speaker of American Marxism. Hodgkins also writes to communists, a majority has no particular sanctity and is called upon to do not what it wishes, but its duty before the court of history. Choice between parties is a drab formality, a bourgeois democracy, he argued. Democracy is generally used with a qualifying adjective, like democratic socialism, you see. Hence Marxist Senator Bernie Sanders uses the qualifying adjective, democratic socialist. Even so, as Sanders knows, to the communists such a phrase is no more than an essential stage on the road to communism. The wave of repression sweeping our nation is not unlike the earliest days of the French, Russian, and Chinese revolutions among them. All were promoted as popular movements and people's revolutions, intended to establish Rousseauian communalism or Marxist egalitarianism. But that's where the similarity ends. The revolutionaries were sold as libertarian movements, excuse me, liberation movements, where the masses of the proletariat would rise up against the governing tyranny and corrupt society. Of course, they became genocidal police states. Of course, unlike these other governments and societies, America is a constitutional, represented republic, not a monarchy or other form of dictatorship. There's no widespread dissatisfaction in the country. In fact, most Americans are patriotic and revere the country. But the forces of false liberation today are led by fanatical ideologues and activists who are the real purveyors of tyranny and even totalitarianism. They use propaganda, sabotage, and subversion in an effort to demoralize, destabilize, and ultimately destroy the existing society and culture. It is they who are repressing the liberties of their fellow citizens through what is loosely called the cancel culture. It is they who demand conformity of thought by banning differing views from social media. It is they who use the false narrative of oppressors and oppressed to stigmatize those who claim a part of the white-dominant culture and silence the voices of fellow citizens. It is they who are banning words, books, products, movies, and historical symbols. Sounds like the Taliban almost. It is they who are destroying the careers of doubters and boycotting the businesses of nonconformists. It is they who are undermining academic freedom and intellectual curiosity through fear and intimidation. It is they who are distorting American history and brainwashing students. It is they who demand the deplatforming of cable news networks and the muzzling of hosts. And it is they who are using and promoting racism, sexism, ageism, all the isms as weapons of disunity and rebellion, while claiming to want to end them. Even worse, they are using America's freedom to destroy freedom, and the Constitution to destroy the Constitution. And as their poison spreads throughout the culture, they intend to sow doubt about the country, dispirit the citizenry, and soften the public's innate and reasoned resistance to the point of acquiescence, that is to the tyranny of the Marxist inspired and related domestic movements. That's from American Marxism at the end of chapter 6. I thought it was very relevant today. And because they apply that ideology in these various movements to our own country, to our own domestic situation, it is heartless, it is detached from morality, it is used in lieu of religion. And you wonder why? You wonder why they show no compassion for the people of Afghanistan? Or our fellow citizens in Afghanistan? You wonder why they are silent as our southern border is overrun while people are being abused physically and in other ways? You wonder why they support the people that they support for public office? Because this is American Marxism. I hope you'll go to Amazon tonight, get your copy, spread the word. We need your help. I want to salute all you heroes, and I want to pray for all you folks in Afghanistan, citizen and non-citizen alike. See you tomorrow.